We are live from the great state of Tennessee. I'm your host, Patrick Simpson, and this is Paranoid, the podcast where we break down conspiracy theories and unsolved mysteries and separate fact from fiction. Don't really have a story of the week this week. A lot to cover on this week's episode, so we're going to go ahead and just jump straight into it. Really hope you enjoyed this episode, one of the most popular theories of all time. So I'm not going to waste any more of your time, and let's go ahead and get this thing started. So I say this before many episodes, so most of you that have been listening for a good while already know this. There's always new listeners that jump in from time to time, so I always have to say this. The podcast is a conspiracy theory podcast where I discuss popular conspiracy theories and what people think about them, but every single thing that I say is not what I personally believe. I will read quotes from different people and opinions from different people. And just to give you an idea of what other people think about the certain conspiracy. So like I said, as we go through this, there will be some things, some pretty crazy things that are said. It's a pretty crazy topic. Just because I said it and quoted someone on it does not mean I believe it. I'm just giving you the information so that you can come to your own conclusion. So I have to say that because people go on social media after this episode and think that I believe every single thing that was said on here. That's not the case. Like I said, most of you already know that. I always have to give that disclaimer just for the new people. So if you've seen the title, you already know what this episode is about. It's actually probably, I've been doing this podcast for over a year. It's surprising I haven't done it yet, just because it is such a polarizing topic. Kind of wanted to really dig in and do more research before I jumped into it. But I would say either this or JFK. I would say either one of these two are probably the most popular conspiracy theories of all time, and they happened a good, a good while ago, well, almost 60 years ago. And the fact that they're still pretty popular theories now means that so they've held up for a long time. And there, there's a lot there. Like I said, this is going to be an interesting one. Most of the time, I can give you a solid conclusion with solid consensus, but this one's going to be one of those where... I will give you my opinion at the end of what I think, but this is one where I can see both sides. Like some conspiracies that I cover, I'm like, okay, I'm not really for this. But this one, like I said, as wild as it is, and most of you I would assume are not on the conspiracy side of this, which is understandable, because it is a crazy conspiracy and it would be the biggest conspiracy of all time. This would, If this actually would, was to be true to be a conspiracy, this would be even bigger than the JFK assassination. Um, so like I said, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but it's just a polarizing topic. Um, there's so much into it. I could honestly do a two-parter into this, but I'm going to try to squeeze this all into one episode. So we're talking about the moon landing. And if you see, I played that song at the beginning just because for you, the people that are my age, you know, the it's from the Even Stevens movie. I don't know why I love that movie so much. If you're younger, you have no clue what that recording I was I just played. But we were taught, or like I said, everybody was taught in history class. We went to the moon in 1969, and we were the first to do it. And that's like the big thing that, you know, as far as when it comes to science and NASA, that's what we always hold our hat on. You know, we were the first to do it. We were the first to leave Earth, and 
arrive on a different, not necessarily planet, but something different other than Earth, obviously. So it was a huge deal. And it's one of the biggest things that the United States holds their hat on. And at the time, it said millions of people watched it. I mean, it was televised live. It was a huge thing. But it said over the past 60 years, it's just become more skepticism about this. And it said there's skepticism about everything in life. I mean, even small things that we don't care about, like that really doesn't matter, like sports. We're skepticism. We say sports are rigged, blah, blah, blah. So when it comes to something like this, being in an arms race against the Soviet Union, which we'll discuss here in a second, there's going to be skepticism. And so there's skepticism from the Soviet Union, but there was skepticism also here in America. And like I said, we'll get into why, what reasons why, but a lot of people believed it, but there's a lot of people that did it. And they say, I don't know where they get the stats from, but there are some third party polls that say up to 20% of Americans, 25% of Europeans, and 28% of Russians believe that this act event of going to the moon actually did not happen. Those are pretty high numbers. When you're talking about millions of people, we're saying 20% of Americans do not believe that we actually went to the moon. So it's something worth covering. Said so I'm assuming most of you that are listening believe that we actually did, and that's perfectly fine. But it is a very popular conspiracy, so we're going to listen to their side of the story, see what they have to say, and come to our own conclusion. And I will lie, I going into this, I never really thought we didn't go to the moon. I just, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm more of a different type of conspiracy. I never really thought much about the moon landing, but after doing some research, like I said, not saying I'll give you my conclusion at the end, but there are some intriguing points that these people make. So like I said, a lot of this you may know, but I'm sure a lot of this information I'm going to go over you have never heard before. So it's a very interesting, very exciting episode, regardless of what you believe. I think it's going to be very educational. So let's go ahead and jump in to the biggest mystery in American history. So it seems like we actually talk about this all the time. All everything basically we talk about pre like 1990 basically has to do with the Cold War. So if you listen to any of my episodes, you already know, but we'll go over it real quickly again. So like I said, the Cold War between us and Russia, the Soviet Union, said went on for a good amount of time. And said it wasn't an actual war. It was basically just a basically just flexing back and forth, basically. That's all it was. Who was the biggest superpower? Who was in charge? Like I said, we never went into anybody's territory and fought. It was just basically them do us just beating each other in the beating each other's chest back and forth, trying to see who was king. But amongst that, there was serious, serious concern about nuclear war. Like, would the other one flex their muscles so much to the point where the other one would shoot a nuclear bomb and the main fear was here in america like that was just i mean that was the huge thing like they taught it like how we have you know fire drills tornado drills in school in schools in the 60s they legitimately had drills for if a nuclear bomb was shot which obviously hiding under your desk was not going to do anything but like i said i mean we don't they didn't know better at the time so there were actually drills that they would conduct in schools and at the mall just to prepare for if that day ever happened that the Soviet ever shot their bomb. So 
we're they're already scared about that. So then things really take off. So basically, in 1957, the Soviet Union makes a giant, giant, giant leap for mankind, and they release a satellite called Sputnik, which you've I'm sure you've maybe heard of that before, maybe didn't know what it was from, but. In 1957, they released Sputnik, which is the first satellite to leave Earth and the first satellite, obviously, to leave Earth and orbit Earth. And it orbited Earth for three weeks before the battery died. And this absolutely freaked out everybody in the United States. They said, we're already scared they're going to bomb us. So now they have a satellite just hovering over the United States. Like I said, it's traveling over the world. So it's over other countries. But at certain points of its travel, it's just hovering over the United States. So they don't know if those things have nuclear warheads in them. They don't know if they have missiles in them. They don't know anything was in it. They just know that the Soviet Union has sent something up into space and is hovering over us. And it was just absolutely terrifying. And there's nothing we could do about it because we were just so behind in the space race. Then in 1961, the Soviet Union sends... Um, I probably would butcher his name, but it looks like his name is Yuri Gagarin. And he was a Soviet pilot and he was the first human to journey into outer space. He didn't land on a planet or the moon or anything, but he was the first human to actually leave this planet. So here we are. These two are flexing their muscles, United States, Soviet Union, flexing their muscles back and forth, trying to figure out who is the king. And yet over the next, in this four year span, they have sent a satellite to space and now they have sent a man to space and the United States has not done nothing. So it's a huge embarrassment. One is bad for morale. The people are freaking out like, wow, we are way behind. They're hovering over us. We will never be able to see what's coming. Like, I mean, it's just overall bad morale in the United States. Like the doomsday clock is super high and everybody is just completely just freaking out. So we now get to the year 1962 and President John F. Kennedy basically gives a famous speech saying that the United States has to go to the moon. And the interesting thing about this is his speech. He directly says we have to go to the moon because it was hard. So that is the interesting thing about this whole trip to the moon. It was never about science. It was never about humanity. It was never about learning what's out there, like things that you would think NASA cared about. It was never about science. It was just a power move. Like they, there was no other reason to go there. They weren't looking for anything. They weren't hoping to find anything. They weren't anything. It was literally just a simple power move to beat Russia to the moon. That's all it was, which is very interesting. Like they didn't really try to get much out of it. It was just literally a political move to get this done. And that's kind of what fuels the conspiracy. Like it wasn't really something NASA was like, man, we got to get this done. We want to know more about space. want to know about moon. NASA didn't really care much about this. They were basically just told by the government, hey, I need you to get to the moon. Yes, you haven't got the space yet. Yes, we haven't even got a satellite to space yet like Russia, but we got to jump all these steps and go straight to the moon. And that's kind of what starts the skepticism is how we kind of just skipped all these other steps that the Russians had taken. And we just went straight to going to the moon. 
How did we pull that off? That is what basically they tried to figure out. And to continue on with this, going back to JFK's speech, he said, I guess he was kind of in the moment. I don't know what was going on. But in the moment, like I said, he's giving that speech where he says, we're going to go to the moon. The big thing about his speech is that he guaranteed that we would go to the moon by the end of the decade. Now, thankfully, it was only 1961, and maybe said 1962 earlier, but I think the speech was in 1961. So that gave us eight years to make his deadline, basically. Um, and at the time, at least from what we know, when he made that deadline, people in NASA were like, their jaw dropped. They're like, there's no possible way that we can get this done. Like, there's literally no possible way. Like, we, they weren't even, I think the most they had gotten was a, over up until 1967, the highest that they had gotten was 100 miles in the air before it just dropped back down. Like we're talking about not close up to 1967. They're not even getting like past anywhere near the orbit, basically. Um, like we are like way, way, way behind. So we're at 1967. We still haven't even got this thing that far into the air yet. And that is when some in the inside that are skeptical began to believe that the United States began working on a plan B. Though JFK um, was assassinated by this time, they still obviously were on record saying that we're going to get this done by the end of the decade. So here we are now in 1967, and people believe they're hearing, okay, from the hearing from NASA, we are nowhere close. So they believe that it starting in about 1967, they started working on a plan B. This plan B was, all right, if we get to 1969 and we're still not close, we are going to fake this. And like I said, it is a giant, giant, giant conspiracy. It's a giant consumption. I mean, assumption. But that is what some people believe. Now, if you put the pieces together, if you're skeptical, JFK says we're going to have this done by the end of the decade, and it gets done in 1969. It could be an amazing story of getting through and achieving the goal last minute. But if you're a huge skeptic, you're like, that's just too convenient. Like, maybe we got it done in 67, 68 is one thing. But we literally got it done at the very last minute, the year 1969, just to beat this deadline. Like I said, it, there are coincidences. There are things that just happen the way it's supposed to be. But like I said, if you're a skeptic, you're looking into this and you're like, it doesn't really make sense. Now, here is the first theory before we even get to the actual day of the launch. We have a man by the name of Gus Grissom, and he was the lead pilot or lead astronaut for the group. So something that's interesting, um, historical, um, Armstrong and his crew were not even supposed to be the crew that was going to make this trip. He said it was an original crew led by Gus Grissom, and he was the one doing the trials and everything for the Apollo 1 missions. And like I said, this is speculation, this part. I don't, I mean, I never talked to the people, but according to people that work for NASA, he was very skeptical of things that were going on during this process. He felt like Basically, time was priority over their safety. Um, they were skipping a lot of steps and a lot of just things he didn't agree with were going on. And he wanted them either and he wanted them to 
basically slow down or stop the mission of what they were doing. So we get to, I forget, honestly forget what day it was. I think it was um, 1967. Yeah, we're still in 1967, early 1967. And his crew goes on another test launch and the vessel explodes and him and his entire crew are killed. Now, you would think or you assume under just considering they've been failing all these tests, it doesn't sound like anything crazy. Like they've been failing all these tests. It's just another failed test that unfortunately led to their death. Well, people on the conspiracy side believe that he, two reasons. One, they believe that he was basically in the way. Like he knew how bad the situation was and he was going to go higher up and tell them there's no way this is going to get done. And two, he wouldn't have been on board with doing a fake landing. So those on the conspiracy side believe that this was basically sabotage on purpose um, to get rid of him. I don't know much about the situation to say that, but it is interesting that the crew that went on this mission, the um, Neil, uh, Neil Armstrong and them, they were not the original ones that were supposed to go on this. The crew that was originally supposed to do this, like I said, um, supposedly, were skeptical and ended up passing away two years before that happened. So that is another interesting tidbit that leads to this day of landing. And now we jump to the actual, the big day. And it is July 20th of 1969. And this one is named Apollo 11. And Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin basically say, we're not going to give a history lesson. I'm assuming you know the story. They get to the moon and they land and they put the flag, American flag down. And Neil Armstrong says his famous words, one small step for man, one giant leap for humanity. And this is viewed, I forget, millions of people um, watch this. I mean, there's people alive, obviously, that remember watching it as kids or whatever. I mean, this was a big event. The whole world watched it. And the United States went to the moon and they came back and they landed. And everybody's happy. And that was it. And while at the time there were skeptics, it wasn't really until a, a little bit later after that, that the whole thing kind of started to, the conspiracy basically started to happen. Like, I'm sure there were skeptics at the, the time, but it wasn't like they got back and people just automatically just started to doubt it. Like I said, I'm sure they did at the time, but there wasn't really just like a huge outcry. Like, even when it comes to R Russia, Russia didn't like immediately that day or next day come out and say, we don't believe you. Um, there wasn't really much going on. It wasn't until, um, I think 1976. I know he came out, started talking a little bit before that, but in 1976, um, a man named Bill Casing released a book that was called, um, we never went to the moon, America's $30 billion swindle. And basically this was, and this wasn't just a random dude. He, he actually worked 
for the U.S. space program from 1956 to 1963. And he was an employee of Rocketdyne, which was a company that helped design the rocket engines. So it'd be one thing if it was just a, literally just a random dude that was just came out of nowhere, but it was someone that, like I said, didn't necessarily work for the actual NASA program, but he was work, but as far as like that actual mission, but he was like a dude that helped build stuff for it. So like he went to college, got degrees, not just some random dude. It's a person that knows what he's talking about. And he's the one that basically put this out and put this into the minds of people that we possibly did it. And that's when they polled in 1976. I think it was 20% on the dot, 20% from that moment believe that we didn't go. And the reasons why are interesting, I guess. The, the very first reason is the fact that in the background, you don't see any stars. And the explanation that's given for that is, is that the cameras were not good enough back then, didn't have the, I don't no photography lingo, but basically they weren't good enough to basically dial in and get those tiny little white specks called stars in the background. I mean, I take pictures outside. You still don't see the stars. Like You really got to have a good camera to really see the stars. So, I mean, it's an explanation that I can see. But the big one, the most popular one that everybody at least talks about and knows about, is the fact that when Neil Armstrong planted the American flag, it waved like wind was blowing and there is no wind in space um basically i'm not gonna go into the whole science aspect of it but like i said the reason why they ha can't just walk out there without their ha hats on i mean without their um helmets on because there's no oxygen air none of that good stuff in space it's just like a basically a giant vacuum um, and there's no air, it's just nothing. But yet when he planted the flag, it was waving. And the reason that is given for that is because he was digging the pole, the flagpole into the ground and spinning it to try to get it in. And that's what caused it to wave. Now, let's think about this one for a second. This is the one, this is really the only one that really I, you can think about if you're skeptical. I want you, you can do this yourself. I wish I had, I should post this on my YouTube, but they'll take me down. That's why I can't post YouTube right now because they keep taking me down. I want you to get a flag and I want you to have a flagpole and a flag and I want you to put it in the ground and I want you to spin it. Now, I have, like I said I was in the military. I've done stuff with flags before. So I've had flagpoles plenty of times in my life. I, if you, me, like I said, you can try this. Maybe you can prove me wrong. But in my time of digging with working with flags and flagpoles, you dig it into the ground and, you know, you twist it, you spin it. It does flap a little bit, but for the most part, it is like flat. Like it's just sitting flat against the pole. And, you know, the bottom part might flap up a little bit. But this flag that Neil Armstrong is holding is literally all the way up. Like it's not leaning a little bit. Like it's completely all the way up. Like it's like 10, 15 mile per hour wind blowing it. Like it's completely like you can see all the flag. It's not leaning into the pole at all. Like there's no wind. Like it's completely up as if a strong wind is blowing. 
So this one is where it gets interesting. That theory of him, he's twisting it, he's putting it into the ground. That doesn't, that excuse does not really fly with me because of the the, the flag. I say you have to watch the video. It's hard to describe there in podcasts, but we've all. I'm assuming you most of you've seen the video, but the flag is literally completely flying perpendicular to the ground. Like that would not be happening. Like if you look at a flag, your next door neighbor's flag is not just waving right now. If there's no wind, it's sitting against the pole. So the fact of this flag is completely upright, like is flying in 15 mile per hour wind is interesting because the excuse that they give is not, doesn't really make sense to me. Not saying I'm on the bandwagon, but this one, like I said, this is the one that really gets people. And I mean, this one, they do have a legitimate point. I, I don't really, the whole no stars is whatever. Um, but this one, like I said, that is, an interesting point and the reason that they give for it it's not really a good reason um another thing is um i guess where the actual rocket landed there's no like hole from the rocket like if you know the rocket lands on the moon there should be like a giant hole from where the rocket landed there was no hole there like from where like it's just still flat it's as if it's just like on a fake surface that one, I don't know. I'm not a scientist or astronaut. I don't know. But it is a, that is also an interesting one. And then there's just the science in general. Like I said, before 1969, they couldn't get someone to space. But then in 1969, they woke up and were able to get someone to space get them to navigate to the moon and not only that, but then get back to the United States. They did that. And after spending 10 years, basically of not being able to get out of space within two years, they were able to get to space, get to the moon and get back. Um, people that just said are skeptics. They just don't think that we could have made that big of gains in this little two year span. Really? It was early in the halfway through the year. So it's really like a year and a half span. So like I said, it, it is interesting. Um, and those are basically all the facts. Not like, there's not like a long list of why we didn't go to the moon or why we think we didn't go to the moon. That's it. I mean, it really only like two to three reasons. Um, they are interesting reasons, but it's not like there's just this long, long list of why people think we didn't go to the moon. Those, what we just went over, that's basically it. And that's what the dude talked about. Um, and here we are now in 2021, and there's still tons of people that believe this theory. Here is the thing that is interesting. Obviously, once the United States goes, the Soviet Union apparently still tries to go themselves, and they had some pretty epic failures. Um, we went in 1969. I think they tried their next mission in 1971. But this is the Soviet Union we're talking about. The information does not get out in their country. So all this stuff we learned about the Soviet Union didn't even get released until, I think, like 1988. Um, they kept trying and trying after the United States went, and they kept failing miserably and never made it. So basically, they just tried. They said they hid the information. They hid the failures. And they basically just said, hey, we don't want, we never actually wanted to go to the moon. You know, basically, like, you get fired, but you say I quit, basically. They just they couldn't do it. So they basically told the world, well, we don't want to go anyway. But in reality was we found out years later that they actually were trying to go. They just failed miserably. 
So it leaves us to where we are now. We are to the point where the Soviet was way ahead. They were able to send the satellite to space first. They were able to send the person to space first. And then all of a sudden, they were passed by the United States in a big way to where we sent someone to space, directed them to the moon, sent them, got onto the moon, landed, planted a flag, got back in their ship, and safely made it back into the United States. Um, that's where we are. Um, it, if you're not a skeptic, you're just like, well, we passed them. It happens. Um, they weren't going to stay ahead forever. The skeptics are like, it doesn't make any sense how we just were behind all this time, magically passed them, and then they never even figured it out after that. Um, it leads to a lot of skepticism. And this brings me to my little thing when it comes to the moon. The thing that is interesting about all this, regardless of what you think about the actual, if it was recorded, if it was actually real, the thing that has always intrigued me is the fact that no one has gone back to the moon since 1976. I could be wrong. It might be 1974. But basically, after our um, Apollo mission, we did send more people to the, well, we said it, we claim. We sent more people to the moon after that. I think we sent a total of 12 people to the moon. So after the Neil Armstrong um, landing, we did have some other trips to the moon over the next couple of years after that. But after that, no one else from any other country has ever gone back to the moon. And that has always bothered me, regardless of what I think about the actual day in 1969. It does, has never made sense to me why no other country has gone to the moon. Now that people give the reason, well, there's nothing there. Someone else already did it. It's a lot of money. There's really no reason to go. But in my mind, it just doesn't make sense to me. If, I mean, you think about anything in life. If someone, I don't know, deadlifts 500 pounds and I can only deadlift 400, I'm not just going to be like, well, someone already reached 500. I'm not going to do it. Or someone was the first person to do a slam dunk. So I'm not going to slam dunk. Someone was the first person to build a house that has this. And I actually like the way they built their house, but I'm not going to build my house like this because they already did it. Like, that's just not how life works. So, yes, the United States was the first, but I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me how Russia, China, India, all these other countries with tons of brilliant minds just decided we're not going to go for ourselves. We don't want to be the first Chinese person. We don't want to be the first Japanese person, first Korean person, first Indian, whatever country you are. We don't want to be the first. We don't want to give that man or woman the honor of being that per first person for that country to land on the moon. I, why would you not want that honor? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I just just saying, oh, well, there's nothing there doesn't make any sense to me. There's, no, there's nothing anywhere. There's nothing on Mars. I mean, now, if you're not, except I'm assuming these people don't believe in aliens, there's nothing anywhere outside of space. There's nothing on Mars. There's nothing just in space in general. So if that's the case, why are we going anywhere? Because there's, because there's nothing out there. Like that doesn't, that reasoning just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I can understand a couple of years after 1976, but we're talking about, we're going towards over 40 years and no one has been to the moon yet. Like, I don't get, okay, 
yeah, these people did it in 1969, but I'm here. I'm 30 years old. I'm 20 years old, whatever person in another country. I wasn't alive when they went. So I want my country to experience it for ourselves. Like, I don't get how not, like if Russia thought that, that would be okay. But how does every single country just collectively decide none of us want to be the first one for our country to go? Like, I, I don't, something, something just bothers me about that. And I don't know what it is. Now, I've heard some crazy theories on it about how you can't actually get to the moon, whether that be some, I think there's a theory about there's like a crazy crater or some kind of something that is in the way that you can't, either actually can't get to the moon. Um, I've heard, you know, we went to, actually did go to the moon, but we saw something and we didn't, um, we couldn't go back because we went, there's a bunch of different theories. I don't really have a specific theory because it's pretty wild out there what it might be, but it, it just bothers me. Something just my inner conspiracy in me just doesn't feel right about the fact that nobody else has gone since. Like I said, the United, if the United States doesn't want to go back, I know their reasoning is because it's too expensive. But so we're not going to spend tons of money on something we've already done. But it doesn't make sense to me how no other country has saved up or decided to do it. I don't know. It just gives me like a weird feeling. I don't I don't know. Maybe I have to do a part two later on when I do more research, but I don't know. Like, I just never felt right about the fact that every other country, like I said, if you don't, if people always forget, the United States is not the majority of the world. Like everything we here in America pretends like everything revolves around us. But in the grand scheme of things, the U.S. population is only 7% of the entire country. Asia is, Asia and Europe is where most of the world is. So, like I said, it doesn't make sense to me how us, 77% of the world, goes to the moon and the other places that are bigger than us, like, okay, well, we don't want to do it for ourselves. I don't know. I mean, I guess they could, I mean, it could be a logical reason, like, it's not worth going. It could be a legitimate reason, but that reason just, it just doesn't sit right with me. But with all that being said, you obviously at the end of my episodes want to hear my conclusion on what I think. And it's, it's tough for me to say, because like I said, I, I mean, people look, not only say look up to me, but people come to me for conspiracies. And a lot of times I know I disappoint them by saying that I don't think something's a conspiracy, but I also don't just want to force myself to believe something just because I am a conspiracy theorist. Like I am a conspiracy theorist. I believe a lot of things. But I don't just believe every single thing. Like I'd like to give myself credibility. I want people to think I have credibility. I just don't believe every single crazy theory that is out there. So when it comes to the moon landing, people ask me, okay, what do you think? Did we really go to the moon? And I think about it. And a part of me is always torn because when you talk about the flag, the flag is blowing at a pace that would have to be a lot of wind and the reasoning that they give on the, he was spinning the flagpole. It just doesn't sit right with me. But when I think about it, how this lie could have went on all this time. So many people were a part of this mission and you think the truth always gets out. MK ultra prohibition, poisoning, everything that corrupt that has happened in this country, whether 
the United States has recognized it, there's always been a whistleblower. And it just would be crazy to me that all these years that we didn't have a single whistleblower come out. Um, now, if there was someone, like, if there was, I was if, if even if it was like one person or two people that was, was like, okay, I worked, like, it's, it's actually confirmed. I, they worked at NASA on that day, came out and said it, then my eyes would be open. But the fact there's not one even tiny whistleblower kind of makes me kind of skeptical. Like, there's just always a whistleblower in these type situations. But then again, there's always a chance that these people didn't know. Like, the people that were in the control room, they could have been looking at the fake footage and they had no idea. I mean, I guess that's always a possibility. I mean, it's 1969. Um, not like their computers and stuff they had are great. So it could have been everybody in that room was manipulated. There may only have been like 10 people in the entire United States or the entire world that knew what was going on. I mean, it would have taken a next level type mission to pull it off. But the United States has done crazy stuff before. Like I said, when it comes to beating the Soviet Union, there is nothing they won't do to beat the Soviet Union to win this arms race. So it's not just like a completely wild theory, but it would just be a lot of things that would have had to happen. Something that is interesting, um, one of the people, um, there's like tons of, there's tons of anti, we went to space people out there. And one of the prominent ones, he has his own documentary on Netflix, if you want to watch it. Um, it's like episode seven of a show called Conspiracies on Netflix. He has his own show. And he actually went and found Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. Like He confronted them in person, which is this is actually pretty crazy to see. It's pretty insane. He actually went up to them with a Bible and asked them to swear on the Bible that they went to the moon. Now... Neil Armstrong basically cussed him out and told him to get lost. Buzz Aldrin actually punched him in the face, like legit actually punched him in, in the face and knocked him to the ground. Neither one of them actually put their hand on the Bible and swore. Now, if you're a conspiracy theorist, you're like, well, if you actually went, you would just do it just to go along. But I mean, if someone came up to me and told me to do that, I mean... They're not obligated to do it. It is creepy. It is weird. So the fact that they didn't actually put their hand on the Bible to admit it doesn't really mean much to me. But if you are skeptical, you're like, OK, well, why would you get angry? Why would you not just laugh and keep walking? Like, why did they always approach this guy with anger? It is it's an interesting point. But like I said, I'm not going to ride my opinion on it. But. I'm just going to say, I mean, I guess it would be disappointing to some people. I'm going to say that we did go to the moon. I don't know. I don't feel great about it. I don't because if they're doing research, there are just a lot of things that don't make sense, how we figured this out in two years. But I don't know. I don't know. Now, like I said, I'm probably going to do a part two. Did we go to the moon and see something we weren't supposed to see? That is something that I could get on top of. I can get on board of. We went to the moon, saw something, except it wasn't on camera or whatever. Um, we experienced something we weren't supposed to see, and basically that's why no other countries are gone back. I can get on board for that. That is something, said I will do some digging on that, and that might end up being a part two. I can get on board on that, but just to flat out, did we go? I mean, I'm just going to have to say, yeah. Like I said, I was not a confident yeah, but... <laughs> 
for now, I'm going to say, yeah, like I said, might change my mind with more digging. Um, I know a lot of people that are big conspiracy theorists are probably disappointed. They wanted me to say that we did it, but I'm going to go with, yeah, for now until I see something that makes me change my mind. It's not a solid. Yeah. It's like 65, 35. I'm at 65. Yeah. 35. It's said most people are like a hundred percent zero. I mean, I am skeptical. There are some things that are weird, but I'm going to, I'm going to ride with, yeah, we did. But like I said, you are free to have whatever opinion you want. I'm not here to change your opinion. As always, I'm here to give my own opinion and you can do with that whatever you want. To. But the truth is we'll probably never really get more information. Most people have passed away or are older or not going to probably be a whistleblower. So we're just going to have to live the rest of our life wondering, did the United States really pull off the biggest hoax of all time? That is all I got for today. Really hope you learned something new from this episode. I sure did learn a lot uh, in the past couple of days doing some digging. As always, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Patrick Simpson. Let me know what you think. I'm assuming most of you are on the bandwagon that, yeah, we did go. But if you are on a skeptical or we didn't go, definitely would love to hear your opinion also just to start more discussion on this. If you haven't subscribed yet, take a quick second just to press that subscribe button. If you're on Apple or iTunes, appreciate it. If you take a quick second just to leave a honest review so that new people that are joining the podcast can see opinions of the podcast from people other than me. They don't really care what I have to say. They want to know what you think of the podcast. So just take a second to leave an honest review. And we'll be back next Monday with a very new episode. My name is Patrick Simpson, and this is Paranoid.